Father, we, in your presence, through worship, and in your presence, there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. If there is anything that turned clay into a living soul, it was your breath. And if there is anything that leaves a man that turns him to dust, it's when your breath leaves that body. Father, please continue to breathe on us so that we continually be a living soul. Your breath in us will keep us going. Your breath in us will diminish the activities of the spirit of infirmity. Holy Spirit, we are here in the presence of God. Let your word, let your word, let your word saturate our lives. Let everyone be blessed. Those that are in the sanctuary and those that are worshiping in their different location. In Jesus' name we pray. Say better amen. Amen. Welcome somebody to church and say you look gorgeous and may God bless you. Once again, put your hands together for the choir and for the band. Awesome, awesome ministration. Um, by the reason of the ongoing Women in Ministry Conference, some of our women leaders are not in church this morning. They are at the camp in Floyd, and hence, mommy, pastor is not in the church. Um, please, when you see her, tell her that I missed her. Uh, last Sunday, we welcomed to church Pastor uh, Mrs. Akintemi, and today we are welcoming to church the Oga himself, Pastor Akintemi. The parents of Fumi Olowo, they are in church this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for being around us. Uh, this is one man I admire from afar while we were in Nigeria. And I pray that when I grow old, I will, I will be like him. At age 77, he's still looking boyoyo. God bless you, sir, and God bless you, ma. I welcome everyone to church uh, this morning, especially our young adults. I invited them to be part of this service. Um, they were supposed to be in their sanctuary um, until next Sunday, but I just felt to invite them to the sanctuary this morning. I preached a sermon some time ago, and a parent came to me and said, Pastor, can you preach this sermon in the children's, I mean the teenage department? Um, I can't remember what I promised her, 
but I think there are some messages that our young adults have to listen to. And if by chance you did not listen to the first part last Sunday, please visit our social uh, media platform and get the part one. I'll be taking my Bible reading from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through to 9. 2 Peter 1, verses 5 through to 9. That's what we read last Sunday. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off that and has forgotten that he was purged from his sins. Uh, the title again is Expand Your Horizon. This is the second part. And I pray that we'll be able to wrap up everything this Sunday. Another key factor that I want us to focus on this morning is the aspect of adding knowledge to virtue. Adding knowledge to virtue is when you make a deliberate effort to add what you do not know to what you have already known. And let me be the one to tell you, brothers and sisters, there are so many things that you are yet to know. There are so many things you are yet to know about your spouse. There are so many things that you are yet to know about your kids, about your community, and so on and so forth. And that is why I want to encourage our young ones, my sons and my daughters, our young adults that are still in school, Continue to push on your higher education, your high school education. Continue to push on until you finish college. Because this will avail you a better platform to perform, especially in corporate America. And along the line, my children... Begin to prayerfully choose a profession that you will major on and pursue it vigorously. Please don't settle for less. Please don't drop out. My little grandson just started school not too long ago. He was asking his mother, when will I finish school? <laughs> He's still in kindergarten. Because he's already tired. 
So look at your neighbor and say, don't drop out. Keep on keeping on. Don't settle for less. Don't drop out. Separate yourself from those that will say never. Separate yourself from those who are not thinking the way you are thinking. Separate yourself from those that are likely to get you into trouble. There are a lot of young, young folks in jail today for what they never did. Because they were hanging around those who could lead them into trouble. A man was just released out of jail just last week. He was jailed for 400 years for armed robbery. 400 years. In fact, they say it was 800 years. The judge looked at him and reduced reduced it to 400 years. But this guy keeps saying, I did not do it. The reason they arrested him because the car that was used for the robbery looked like the car he was driving. Only to find out last week that he was innocent. Spent 34 years in jail. He went to jail at age 22. He came out at age 50 plus. Avoid those who can get you into trouble if you want to go far. That's what happened in Genesis 13 verses 14 through to 15. Genesis 13, 14 through to 15. The Bible says, God said to Abraham after Lot was separated from him and said, lift up. There are some people that need to be separated from you. If they don't want to be separated from you, I'm not talking about your wife. I'm not talking about your husband. I'm talking about friends that can lure you. Friends that are not planning the way you're planning. Friends that do not go to church the way you go to church. Friends that don't have parents that read the Bible, that they pray. Separate yourself from them. Trust me, you will not miss out. You can read the entire chapter. I'm just looking at time now. But in verse 17 of that same chapter, the Bible says, And God said to Abraham, Arise. Because he told him, Listen, look, left, right, look to the north, south, east, west. And he told him, He said, I will give it to you. But he now said, You have to walk. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it. For I will give it unto thee. Arise, arise, young stars, arise, young people, arise. The reason time is still on your side. Arise, arise, arise. Age is still on your side. Arise, arise. Your parents are still on your side. Arise, young stars. Redeemed Christian Church of God, Heaven's Glorious Embassy, we are on your side. 24-7. I was telling a mother who came to me and said, my daughter wants to be a doctor but no money. I said, don't ever say that. I said, don't give her that impression. She wants to be a medical doctor. Please get me involved. The money will come out. A girl wants to be a doctor. You say, no money. I said, stop it. Don't tell her that. She said, thank you. Last time I saw the girl, she was looking 
hopeful. Don't give me that. Don't give it to me. Money? It's when you don't want to do something that we say there's no money. Because the God that created you, he is the controller of silver and gold. He says silver and gold are mine. <laughs> he said the cattle upon a thousand hills, they are mine. I own the entire earth and the fullness thereof. The heart of the kings and the princes, the souls of the fathers and the sons, they are mine. You just step out. Say, arise, walk to the length and to the breadth. I will give it to you. I'm the giver of wealth. I will give you power. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. I will give you power to make wealth. God does not give wealth. He gives you power. May you receive that power in the name of Jesus. Let your amen sound like thunder. Therefore, having faith and virtue without knowledge will not get you to your goals and aspirations. We're talking about expanding your horizon. Second Peter 1 verse 8. It says, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. Fruitfulness and increase do not happen accidentally. Increase. Prosperity. They do not happen accidentally. You don't become a PhD holder by accident. You don't know math by accident. You study to show yourself approve of all men. Look at that. Look at that person. If she, he or she looks like a married person, say you did not marry that person by accident. If you are sitting beside your wife or your husband, say, ah, you are in this, you know, you did not marry me by accident. Nobody get rich by accident. Therefore, prosperity is something you must prepare for meticulously, diligently, and vigorously. <laughs> no, 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 no family eats pounded yam, the real pounded yam, without sweating. If you are. <laughs> You sweat. Expand your horizon. Look at your neighbor and say to him, expand your horizon. There's this young Italian man by the name Federico Gatti. Federico Gatti. Five years ago, he was a bricklayer and a supermarket worker. While living on that meager salary, 
Beside, remember what their Bible reading? Beside this, beside is Brick Lane and working as a supermarket man. Gatti was playing recreational soccer like most of us do. While he was playing recreational soccer, he was also, he also graduated to a non-league soccer. From there, he graduated to a minor league soccer. From a minor league soccer, he started playing in a major league soccer. He was so good as a center defender. He showed England Pepe, who was a central defender. He was so good as a central defender that not too long ago, Juventus Soccer Club signed him on on a whooping price of 10 million euros. The equivalent in dollars, 10.6 million dollars. A bricklayer, five years ago. Today, he, he plays soccer professionally in one of the biggest soccer club, Juventus. And he's just 24 years old. Beside what you are doing now, you can go far. Do you know this young man is so rich that he can establish his own brick-making company? Because where he lives in Italy, they use brick, not, not uh, hallelujah. <laughs> so he has the money. And they signed him on for five years. Listen, folks. There is nothing that can restrain you. From what you set up your mind to do. You are the only one who can restrain yourself. Therefore, my children in the Lord. Think big. Dream big. Aim big. See something big. About your destiny. About your future. Don't allow anyone. To talk you down. Because of the skin that God blessed you with. Whether you have a light skin, a dark skin, whether you are a black man, a Caucasian, or wherever you are from, the blood is red. It's red. And it all has blood group. When a black man needs blood, they don't look for a black man. They look for the blood group. When a white man needs blood, they don't look for a white man. They look for the blood group. Because get, a blood, get the blood from a black person, from a white person, it is red. And no science can produce blood. So the one who produces blood is not considering you as a man or a woman, tall or black. He blesses everyone equally. Shout Halley. Give somebody a hard high five and say you are beautifully and wonderfully made after the similitude of God.
That's why Proverbs 4 verse 7, Proverbs 4 verse 7, it says wisdom is the primary thing. Therefore, get wisdom. With all thy getting, get understanding. Please don't do anything for doing sake. <laughs> what did I say? Don't do anything for doing sake. Instead, prayerfully get the understanding of how you can make money. <laughs> Please don't mind them. They say, ah, if you are looking after them, if you are seeking money, you are carnal, you are worldly. Don't mind them all. The Bible says money answers all things. It may not solve all problems, but money answers all things. If you, buy, if you want to buy a what? The most expensive car. I think it's not a Range Rover. Which is the most expensive? Russ? Rolls Royce. Lamborghini. I don't care. Listen, listen, listen. There was this man, I told you the story, that went to a dealership. The dealer himself told me this story. That this guy just showed up. Let me tell you. Don't look at people by the way they dress. They may not wear designer suit like pastor. This guy just come with his, with his jeans and t-shirt. But there are jeans, so... <laughs> I entered one shop, Pastor. They call it Neyman Marcus. When I saw jeans, jeans, I look at it and say, get away, jeans, get out of here. <laughs> Can, jeans? <laughs> there are jeans, there are jeans. So he looked at the most expensive car. And he said, yes, I, I want this for my son. So they tabulated the private realm. So, the salesman told me, he said, um, please, what is your social security number? So he said, I'll get it up. He said, wait, what happened? So we want to check your credit. Credit? Please give me your account. He paid cash down. A time is coming, that will be your portion. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, time is coming, you will not be shopping and shopping for gas while you're driving. <laughs> no, the text that goes somewhere will be cheaper. And you're burning gas. <laughs> oh, God. Before I was I'm a bit richer now, I used to know the price of cereal. The box of I used to, but right, right now, somebody asked, "What is it?" That's, I said, "I don't even know. It's not too expensive, but I don't know. You know what I'm talking about?" It says, "Listen, I will grant you power to make you make wealth. You make wealth, and you are going to make wealth in the name of Jesus. So look for something that will bring money." into your pocket. Expand your horizon. The Bible says in Proverbs 30, verse 24 to 28, I'm going to take them verse by verse. Proverbs 30, verse 24 to 28. Verse 24 says, it says, For there be four things which are little on earth, upon the earth, but 
they are exceeding wise. I have told you times to that number that your size, your color, your height has little or nothing to do with your achievements in life. Honestly speaking, when you have something viable to offer, nobody cares about how you look. Whether you are a female or a male, nobody cares when you have something to offer. Always remember that saying that says wisdom is the application of knowledge. So the Bible said there are four things, little, but they are wise. So let consider these four little things. Verse 25, it says, the ants. Listen to God's language. The ants are a people. Look at the phrase describing ants. Ants are a people. They think like human beings. Though they are not strong, but they are strong in their thinkings. It is your thinking that determines how strong you are. Sons and daughters, when you are a major holder in video game playing, you are wasting your time. You are not wise. This is not the time to spend time playing video games. At times you play video games with people you do not see. Ants are a people not strong yet they prepare their meat in summer. Listen, these ants, they are, they are so wise that they know that when it rains, it pours. So they don't step out when it rains because they are so wise. They know that they flood the water will sweep them away. So the only thing they do is that during summer, during summer, they prepare their food that will last throughout the rainy season. Look up, brethren. How prepared are you for the rainy season? Because it's coming. The rainy season is coming. When you hear people say, prepare for the rainy season, listen, no condition is permanent. I told you there was a time we were in Nigeria in those days when you are looking for coins to make up, then the poor will call you poor. Even those days, they don't spend coins. Do you know that one of the countries that don't, hallelujah. Let me jump there because my pastors are, are listening. How prepared are you for the raining season? Raining season is when you can do so many things. He told us last Sunday, what if you miss two paychecks? Will that confuse your living? 
Number two, verse 26. It says, the cronies are but a feeble folk. That word there, folk, is a terminology for human beings. It says, though they are feeble, yet make their houses in the rock. And according to the Bible, Jesus' statement, it is the wise man that builds his own house on the rock. According to Matthew 7, 24 and 25. Verse 27. It says, The locusts have no king, yet go they forth, all of them by bounds. Verse 28. It says, The spider taketh hold with her hands and is in the king's palaces. You see, it does not matter, brethren, the gorgeousness and the security in the palace by the works of spider's hand. They are always living in the palace. It doesn't matter how beautiful that location is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you dust and clean the house. If you look well, you will see cobwebs. They will get there. No wonder the Bible says, I will bless the works of your hands. These hands are meant to make money. I'm talking about money because some of us, we, had been, we have been taught that don't have money, money, no, money, no, money is carnal, it's what they know. The Bible says it is the love of money, not money. How I many of us are enjoying the, the chairs you are seated on? Money bought it. <laughs> when there's cold outside, there's heat. When there's heat, there's cold. It's money. So don't tell, let, let anybody tell you money doesn't matter. May God bless the works of your hands in the name of Jesus. Therefore, children of God, my sons and my daughters, be wise. Don't be complacent. Don't relate in your effort to add value to your lives. Whether daddy talks or daddy just didn't have time to talk to you. I left my parents at age 15. I was the one talking to myself. I was the one advising myself. Though I made some mistakes here and there. But for you, daddy is there. Mommy is there. The church is there. Your, your Sunday school teachers are there to guide you, to lead you. Some of them have been through what you're about to go through. Shout hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> Expand your horizon. Listen, the starting point of ex ex expanding your horizon is when you realize that where you are is small. It's too straight. You expand your horizon when you find out that your source of income is not meeting your needs. You expand your horizon when you know that you can do better than you are doing. Don't be complacent. You can still do better. I told us last Sunday that when you say I'm earning six figures, six figures, what level of six figures? 100,000 is what? Six figures. With this inflation going on, 100,000, it does not do much. Before you have 100,000, you want to buy a house, 100,000? Goodness me. 
but 100,000 cannot per year cannot even rent a good apartment. So don't say, yeah, I'm earning six figures. When people are, listen, listen, you can end the highest six figures. Hallelujah, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor, Pastor is trying to inspire you. So don't look at him one kind. When you realize that you can do better, then expanding your horizon will be possible. You heard the story of one of my niece. I told you then that every time you see this woman, she's pregnant. As one is coming out, another one has started. So all her children are like, I think she had five then, but they are like, how do you say five? That you're born five at once. How do you... Five cool bread. Quarter or four. Of, I mean, five children. They were like, they were all born. And I asked her, I said, ah, oh, listen, this, you are just. Gi-. She said, no, do, no, do. Then go chop. That means no matter what. They, so she was just loading the, their tummy with food. And anytime you see them, Anyone that thinks that way, that after all, I'm paying my bills, are you living to pay bills? After all, no. Jesus Christ came that you may have life and have it in abundance. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. He said, listen, I know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that even though he was poor, for John he became rich he became poor so that I can be rich. God expects you to live a life of comfort in him. So you must realize that where you are is too small. That's what the sons of the prophet did in 2 Kings chapter 6, 1 through to 4. 2 Kings 6, 1 through to 4. They came to their pastor and said, Pastor, where we are living is too straight, it's too tight, it's too small for us. We, we, we want to go abroad. We want to go abroad. We want to live where we are. We want to go to Jordan to go and expand our horizon. And they went. So the starting point is to know that there is an issue and you're ready. They went to their pastor and they told them, this is what is going on and we know how we're going to fix it. Oh, how I wish the church can recognize and see a challenge and not walk the other way around like the Levites and the priest. How I wish the church can see a challenge in the church and say, pastor, this is what we have noticed in this church. And we have come together to solve it. It makes the work of the pastor a bit easier. No, you don't see a challenge. You don't see a problem. You don't see something that the church could have done better. And because of that, you pick up your Bible and you say, I'm going. No. The sons of the prophet said, there is an issue and we will fix it. Just go with us. I've told us. Most of the things you see in this church were not my idea. They were the ideas of brethren that I, I went through, I prayed through, 
And I said, I'm with you. Let's go. Because it's only a lunatic that will say, I am wise. And no other person is wise. I am not wise. I just have wise people around me. That is wisdom. <laughs> That's wisdom. When I see that you are wise, ah, I will come to you. There are a lot of things I didn't know before now. I told you when the, the, my first office in Nigeria, Lifegate Parish, they looked at me, handsome man with suit to match. They, come, they bought a brand new computer for the office. When I enter office, I do that thing, the, the rat, I mean, what's that thing? Mouse. <laughs> I didn't even know how it works. <laughs> I didn't know. So they just felt this person would be computer. I didn't know shishi. Hey, did I say shishi? Come on. <laughs> but today, I'm still learning, but I was not where I used to be concerning computer. When you see a problem, put your heads together and solve it. That is what the body of Christ is all about. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. We'll just pray little because I want to wrap up this, this sermon. Listen, there are two things that answer to prosperity. Two things, two major things. Prayer and fasting is not one of them. Binding and losing is not part of them. So, Pastor, what it is? Products and services. Products and services. When you have a product and you have a service, you will always be in demand. Listen, what you are doing right now in corporate America, you are, it's a product, it's a service. It's when that service is not viable. It's when you're not adding value to what you are servicing or what you are producing. Then they will say your services are not needed. No longer needed. Because you have not improved yourself. What you used to do during Mongo Park. Eh? Um, that's the way you're still thinking. No, they will tell you your services are no longer needed. Services, you always be in business. You always be needed. After the sermon um, uh, last Sunday, a brother walked into my office with his fists like this. And by the way, when you do like this, <laughs> my eyes are really. <laughs> he said, I was blessed by your sermon. He said, I, I was taught that when the pastor is preaching and you put money on the altar, it's not an offering. You are sowing into the anointing upon that pastor's life. But he says, I don't know what is going to happen. I'm sowing this into your life. So he gave me, you open his hand. He says, I'm sowing into that anointing. He said, that, that, mis that message touched me. Do you know there's somebody making a living? He employed five other workers. Guess what he does? Poop, 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 poop. Yeah, poop. 
he is specialized in packing the poops of dogs. He has five workers and he's making money. How did he discover that? When the dog or the animals live in their houses, they don't go to the rest, the same toilet. You don't see a dog upon a kumal. No, 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 no. They send him out because they have trained their pets. They don't urinate in the house. They don't poo inside. They go to the yard and they do their thing. So it's the owner that will be going and picking it after. So this guy just said, you know what? Instead of you doing it, you are a big man now. Let me do it for you. He has been doing it now. He has five employees. Think outside the box, bro. I'm not saying you should be packing pool. <laughs> but think outside the box. I didn't have the opportunity to go to school. The tailoring I was doing, I was ashamed of it. But along the line, I, dis- I now discovered that the wealthy, they show off by what they wear. So I noticed that because <laughs> you read the story in the magazine, Embassy Magazine, I went to the clamors. That's why you just pardon me when you see the way I dress. That thing still there, buddy. I said, Taylor. I now notice that those that matter in the community, in the society, they were trooping to get me so for them. And I was just hitting them. Baga. Baga. To the point that my name got to Asso Rock. I was suing for the president, governors, lawyers, doctors. Seattle man. Diligent in his business. He will not stand before mean men, but before kings. I'm telling you all the things that your best is still yet to come. If a bricklayer can be earning in millions, signed on $10.6 million. Because he's not playing a balloon that was bloated. But he was doing it well. Keep what you are doing now as a bricklayer. Keep what you are doing now as a tailor. Keep what you are doing now as a medical doctor, as a lawyer, as a nurse, as an engineer. Whatever you are doing, you can do more. He said, beside this, be diligent. Add diligence. Jesus Christ. What are you doing right now can continue. Always be an asset and not a liability. Let me round up with this story, how I wish I could go further. In 1981, Mark Carr, C-A-R-R, was a graphic artist with a photographic moral company. But he was doing that, but inside of him, he just believed that I can do more for myself. I can do more. He was so, so, so discontented that one night he woke up 
and said, God, give me a business. The story goes thus. The next night, I mean, he slept that night and he woke up the following morning dressed up, discontented, dressed up and showed up early in church. He was seated in his Sunday school class. Listening to Sunday school. Listen, it is not wise for you to to think you know how God is going to answer your prayers. It is not wise for you to think, I know when he's going to answer my prayers. It's when the, the, the pastor is preaching. How wrong. There's a brother who is married in this church. He was just coming into church. And the ushers, sit down. But if it was some of you, the eye you will look at ushers. Can't you see my necklace? Can't you see handbag to match? That's why the way you look at them, they will just look the other way around. And you just sit where you like. This brother sat down. And pastor told everyone, give your neighbor a hard high five. So he turned around and gave a lady beside him a hard high five. And God said, that's your wife. Today, they are joyfully and successfully married in this church. You don't know how God is going to sort you out. My car! Sat listening to his Sunday school teacher. Then a gentleman in that same class stood up and walked up to him and said, I am an automotive technician. I want you to help me start a company, a mechanic company. Huh? During Sunday school, you know how you, two students are contributing. That was the contribution during Sunday school. So everybody paused and they were listening. Ah, yes, I will help you. So what do we call the name? Right there in the class, they gave the company a name. That was how, or that is how, Christian Brothers Automotive started inside Sunday school class. As at 19, 2019, they had 200 locations in America. From a Sunday school class. You want to move to the next level? God will bring ideas to you. That's why every time they say service starts with a Sunday school by 9 a.m., show up. Because you don't have automobile. Hey, you don't have juju anywhere. You don't have a voodoo master anywhere. You don't have any power anywhere. You are depending on God. The Bible says that he that is led by the Holy Spirit, that is a son of God. Commit your ways to him. Let him direct your path. I was trusting God for a life partner in Lagos. Not to that my life partner actually lives in Porter. Can you imagine? I was praying. You know the kind of prayer now? You're going to read in prayer. You didn't pray. They don't pray like this. I did all that. I did. No way. Pass me by. It's not a song you sing closing your eyes. I was... I mean, if you are looking for a wife, why do you close your eyes to pray? 
I was looking, praying. No way. Not knowing that the woman lives in Portacourt. It's a matter of time. We met. And today, today, that baby <laughs> is my wife. But if I refuse to follow Papa Adeboye to Portacourt, then the first church in eastern Nigeria. If I said, no, I can't go. Those days, you drive. When Nigeria was drivable. You can drive from Lagos to Ibadan, from Lagos to Porta. You stop by or uh, and, and buy. Bush meat. But today, try it. You'll become the bush meat. <laughs> But a new Nigeria is on the way. A new Africa is on the way. Where our leaders will not torment and, and torment and torment us. They are happy when we are groaning and in pain. A new Africa is imagined. A new America is imagined. A new world is imagined. Because God is the king of glory. Lift up your hands so you guess and be ye lifted up all the nations of the world that the king of glory may come in. Who is that king of glory? The man mighty in battle. His name is J-E-S-U-S. Jesus. Let somebody shout Jesus. When you see people or you hear of people excelling, please don't say they are just lucky. There is no word like good luck or bad luck. It is a language of complacency. It's a language of lazy people that we say all fingers are not equal. You better don't tell an arm robber somewhere in the world that your fingers are not equal, they will equal it for you. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 9, verse 11. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 11. It says, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the sweet, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding nor yet favor to men of skill. So what happens, oh Lord, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Bro, it is time and chance that happens to everyone. The wealthy and the rich, they take advantage of time and season. Say the children of Issachar, they are so wise in their generation. They know the time. They know the time. They know the time. The rich and the wealthy, they know the time. They know the season to move. So it's not about luck. It's not about luck. Rich people don't take undue advantage of people. They follow due process. They follow due process. Therefore, Never look at people succeeding in their different field and say, God has blessed them. It is the works of the hand that God will bless. God does not bless 
idle hands. Lift up your hands to the altar and say, I pray, hands of Johnny Builomewa, you will not be idle. You will be busy in production. You'll be busy in production. You'll be busy in production. You'll be busy in production. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Finally, you know the story in Second Kings chapter 5. It's the story of Naaman. He was leprous, and the story was that get to the man of God in Damascus. I mean, in um, the, what do you call him now? Elisha. He's going to heal you. He got there, and Elisha said, Send a message. You know the story. Go to River Jordan and dip yourself seven times. The Bible said he, in Second Kings chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, he just, he said, listen, listen. Look up, brethren. Naaman the leprous man said, listen, listen. To go into that dirty River Jordan, we have Farpa and Albina in Damascus. Won't I go in there and be clear? The Bible said he went away in range and back his source of breakthrough. Then, listen to this. Verse 13. And his servants came nigh. As he was running, they came nigh and spoke unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great things, wouldn't thou not have done it? How much rather then, when he said to thee, wash and be clean? Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child and he was cleansed. Look up, bread. River Jordan did not change. The directive were not changed. What changed? Naaman changed his mind by listening to his junior officers. Bro, sis, you cannot expand your horizon if you don't have at least one person that can talk sense into your head. You are a person that is miserable if nobody can talk sense to you. You are going to be miserable in life if you don't have somebody you listen to. That's why Proverbs 19.20, Proverbs 19.20 say, hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Do you have somebody that you listen to? Do you have somebody God can use to change your destiny? Do you have somebody God can use as a counselor? Do you listen to your wife? Do you listen to your husband? Can your husband tell you, hey, baby or baby, stop? After all, he calls you baby. When you tell a baby to stop, what, what do you expect the baby to do? So he, he's calling you baby, baby. And he asks you, hey, baby, stop, stop. That is blade razor. He's going to cut you. Stop. Do you listen? Look at that woman. Say, stop bearing baby if you don't listen to your... <laughs> Do 
Naaman could have missed his miracle, but he changed his mind and he listened to cancer. The reason he was still thinking of the rivers in his hometown, in his home country, but he was in Samaria, still thinking as though he was in Syria. There are so many of you, you live in America, but your thinking faculty, the way you think, you still think as though you are in Africa. You are not in Africa. This is America, even though they start with the same A. This is America. There are opportunities here for you, for your wife, for your children and grandchildren. Explore it. It's not by accident that you are here raising your children. When it comes to discipline, there is no African way of discipline. There is no American way of discipline. There is a biblical way of discipline. What is it the Bible says? Spare the rod and spoil the child. That is not an African proverb. It is biblical. So please don't hide under the cloak that this is America. I can't touch my child. I can't, no, no. America did not say you shouldn't touch your child. It said don't abuse. Don't abuse them. Don't abuse them. <laughs> don't do that. Too. Don't say that to your children. But when I was raising my children, I told them, when we arrive, Amen. I said, you know what? This house we are living in, this is the United States of Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. So what we do in Nigeria remains in it. <laughs> but but, but don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I believe your child are wiser. Okay? <laughs> you live in America. Think as though you will live here. My time is up, but let me tell you this story. A pastor friend of mine arrived in America from Nigeria for the first time. He left Nigeria. So he arrived in Maryland. He told me this story. As soon as he entered from the airport, he saw light, electricity. He said, ah. He went to the room they placed him. He removed all his rumpled clothes. He brought everything out. He started ironing. <laughs> so his host was waiting for him to. Uh, he saw him. So, uh, Pastor, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> he said, Before they take light, let me quickly iron it. So the pastor said, Ah, they don't take light here like they do. He said, Ah. A lot of us, we are still doing that. Nigeria, or wherever country you're from, is our motherland. And God is going to bless our motherland. But this is your home country. Behave as though you are living in America. That's what is called, Pastor Kintem, there is something we call speed limit in America. They monitor it. There is something they call stop sign. When one of my younger brother came here, when we drive, we stop. So he was holding it. We drive, stop. He said, brother-in-law, 
I say, ah, ah, can love me by We don't go like that. We must be subject to the law of the land. Pay your taxes. Give to Caesar what is due to Caesar. Don't cut corners. Because we live in America. I'm talking like this. Maybe if I wasn't living in America, I know what it was when I was raising my six children in Nigeria. They were going to the best schools, but I was... Then I came to a country like this. They gave me the opportunity to school my children to secondary school level. Why must I abuse such a nation? When they were out of school, they, they, for college, they say I can get some loans here and there. I said, truly? I got loans. They are all out. And I told them it's my responsibility to pay off those loans. They are not paying a penny. Say, I brought you to this world. I will educate you. I will remain a father. If I tell you what I still do for them, they are all working and comfortable, but I must stand out as father. I still do a lot of things for them. I still give them a lot of things because papa must be papa. We are living in America. Enjoy. And don't exploit the system. Don't abuse the system. Don't bring your country way of life here. And don't support crookedness. Some of you are justifying what they are doing in your home country. Why not pack your children and your wife and go back to that country? We are hoping that what is happening here will, be, will happen 100 times better in our home countries. Ah, I've overshot my time. What if expanding your horizon requires funding and you don't have it? The sons of the prophet, one of them went and borrowed and borrowed the axe head because it was a worthy cause. I am against luxury borrowing. Borrowing for jollification and merriment. That is not prudent. The woman that needed her debt paid. The man of God said, go and borrow. Go and borrow. For this what it costs, go and borrow. And she did. And she became a, an oil merchant. So do your feasibility studies of what you want to do. Check it out. Consult with those who are doing what you want to do or have done what you want to do. Put your books together. Don't go into any venture blindfolded. Do due diligence. Then ask God, how do we fund this? It could lead you to a brother. That woman was to go to her neighbors. 
you may get a loan that you don't pay a dime as interest. When God makes a way, nobody can stop you. Look at your neighbor and say, mm, let us stand. Expand your horizon. The starting point of failure is when you begin to say, no money to do this. No money to do this. No money to do this. There is money when you want to do something that is viable, something that will add value to people. There will be money. There will be money. Don't, don't be complacent. Do due diligence to whatsoever you want to go into. Go for it. And God will back you up. Don't borrow for Ashwai B. Don't borrow for that party. Don't borrow and gather people together to feed them. That is not prudent. Please don't do that. Live around your means. But if there is a project, there is a business, there is something that will get your life out of what it is to a better, a better scenario, prayerfully go for it. And God will provide the resources. Because when he provides a vision, he will make the provision. Your best is the yet to come. Say better amen. amen. So the question is, he said, listen, if these things are not in you, you become unfruitful and you'll forget that you have been purged of your sins. Have you been purged of your sins? Are you born again? Are you still born again? Yes, a brother, watching from home or following us from home or worshiping from home, worshiping from your comfort zone, are you born again? Are you free from sin? He says, listen, if these things, if you lack these things, you are in darkness. So I want you to bow down your head and say, Lord, please purge me of my old sins. I want to live as a Christian. If you're in the house, you're not born again. What a time. What a time to be born again. You can lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You know you're not born again. You know you're still living in sin. The God of heaven will set you free. He will expand your horizon to do better things for your life and for your generation. You are there watching from your different location. You are not born again. This is the time to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please, all of us, everyone, lift up your hands and stretch it towards the altar. And let's sing this song by faith. Into my heart. Sing and say, in Come to my heart, Lord Jesus. Come to stay. Come today, Lord. Come to my heart, Lord Jesus. Jesus.
Sing and say into my heart. Sing and say Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, oh, come in right now, right now, oh Lord, come in. Sing to the Holy Spirit, sing. Into my, into my heart Lord Jesus come into my heart Lord Jesus come in today please come in to stay come in my heart Lord Jesus Lord Jesus we want our lives better because that's what you promised us but you cannot do it for us you asked the woman to go and borrow the sons of the prophet they departed from their location and they relocated to a better place. The examples that we brought before you are men and women that moved from their comfort zone to doing something. They maintained what they were doing, groomed what they were doing, but beside it, they created something that was going hand in hand with what they were doing. You promised to bless the works of our hands, O oh God. Please open our eyes to see. Like you did to Abraham, you opened his eyes and he saw a ram caught in a ticket. Commit my young sons and daughters unto your hands. They still have time. Age is still on their side. We are still on their side and we continue to be on their side. Father God, please help them that they will not take the wrong exit in life as they project into the future to better their lives oh god please help them help our young stars detach anyone that will mess them up from their lives anyone that will abuse and misuse them father detach them from their lives so that isaiah 8 verse 18 will be fulfilled that they are for signs and they are for wonders see them through all their endeavors oh lord so that as a church family we'll move forward and we'll move upwards thank you daddy in jesus mighty name we pray